Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. How confident are you that you're going to have, if, if should you win, that you will have a thick enough bench to actually form a good cabinet and, and govern the way you would like to? Because we all know the pitfalls the Ray government ran into with inexperienced people in very high positions. Good training programs for the cabinet. <laughs> good training programs. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 let me put it this way. I will, I will focus the next couple of weeks on, um, you know, sharing with people the vision that we have, uh, assuring people that we can make the changes that uh, that people want to see in the province. Uh, and if they give us their uh, support, uh, then that's a problem that I'll deal with at that point. I'm, I'm certainly not going to jump ahead uh, to, um, you know, to th- that point at, at, at this uh, at this juncture. Yeah, we'll figure that whole thing out, how to do the whole job thing. That Andre Horvath talking to the Toronto Star today of does she have the bench strength to run this province? And it is time for Counterpoint. we got Lauren McDonald, who is public affairs consultant over at Enterprise and a conservative strategist. And we've got Andy Stinton. Yes, you do. Also known as the small businessman. Hi, guys. Hello. All right. Andy, I will start with you. Does it bother you um, that Ms. Horvath kind of laughs it off and may not have any experience yes. other than herself. Well, I mean, she laughs it off, and it is kind of amusing, except she could be premier. You know who I blame is the communications company. Did nobody think to prepare her for that question at some well, point? Well, she's only had a decade. Well, I mean, well, then the conservatives have had 15 years. But I mean, it's sad. They that would th- know how to answer that question. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I okay. mean, look. Or, uh, they, we, here's what I, yeah. I, I look at is – the cabinet of the liberals, I don't think anybody could do any worse, okay? Oh, Ford yeah. is an inexperienced politician. He doesn't know what he He's a rookie as a premier. But he's got a strong bench. Does he? Uh, yeah, he's got Tons. a strong Vic Fideli turned around and said not a month or two ago that the Conservative Party is rotting from within. Yeah, that's that's a, that's that's. He was his talking words. about nomination issues. However, but they do have the bench party, strength in the sense said. that, like, they've got a finance guy, they've got Lisa McLeod, they've got T- Todd Smith, they've also got candidates like Peter Bethlen Falvey, who's got uh, you know finance. They've got Rod Phillips, who's finance. Mulroney, Christine Elliott. Well, so what's they do Ma- have, what's Mulroney's experience? She's uh, she's a Harvard educated lawyer. She's a lawyer. Ran a she has successful no financial cabinet company. or political experience. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about business acumen, the th- strengths. You don't have to be. A, I do not like career politicians andy just so you know i'm just saying you have to have some some expertise are you surprised by her answer yeah i was a little surprised i don't i don't think it's uh premierly to say that the uh it's it's a fluffed off answer to say yeah we'll we'll train them up we've we've got this i uh i thought it was pretty concerning especially when you know the pcs are coming out and as as you just discussed there's a huge slate of candidates that are very strong and we uh they have a, can- a couple of candidates that are pretty questionable. You know, Lisa McLeod came out and talked about some of their candidates that had some um, questionable statements uh, in their past. And I think that it's it's really prevalent that this NDP party is just not not ready. Well, you know, let's talk about those candidates because um, Miss Horvath was look she she's in the lead, so she's going to get scrutinized. Finally, she's I mean, not in the lead. She she is. Oh, this opinion poll thing. If if can I actually tomorrow? Just get the question hang out. on, she's not in the lead though. If tomorrow there was an election, he would win the most seats. Is that not true? Okay, let me rephrase this. With NDP surging in the polls and possibly becoming 
the governing party. Better? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are, you know, candidates coming to to light who are clearly uh, anti, you know, whether it's military, anti-Israel, uh, pro-BDS, anti-Remembrance Day. We've got the woman in Mississauga Center who, you know, says enough with September 11th for the U.S. Uh, you know, it makes me want to shout, go the F away. You're all fixated on this one event. I mean, look, Andrea Horvath was asked about this particular candidate. And here was Miss Horvath's response. Do we have that? We don't have that. Okay, never mind. She did chalk it up to... It's actually a better response than she, she Well, she said has. it's a matter of freedom of speech, but she didn't say that when it was Tanya Granick Allen or anybody else. I, I'm having trouble, and I said this last week, as, as the political nobody and not a wonk, I'm having trouble keeping track of who did what, yeah. to who, when, that it's getting all mixed up. And I just think it's a sad state of politics. So, I mean... On the other hand, what else could she have said? I agree with you, but what or, else could she? Well, this is a woman. Said? Well, what I've said in no way do these views express me or anybody in my party. This will not be tolerated. If you want to run, you can run as an independent. I mean, he did. She did demand that Tanya Granick Allen be fired. There was no freedom of speech for Absolutely any other not. candidate. No, and I, I think that says a lot about her and and the views that she has and the views that she accepts within her party. So, I, well, what I, if she's dealing with um, colleges on the issue of BDS, or if she's issue you know, dealing with the United States on labor issues, or what if she's dealing with Remembrance Day services? I mean, is this so? Anyway, you you are the company you keep, are you not? Absolutely, and I think that she has shown pretty clear the fact that she was laughing off that question that it isn't something that it isn't something that matters to her, and and clearly she's okay with these candidates going forward. And it's pretty concerning to me that these are going to be the people who, as you said, hopefully will not, but had the possibility to uh, make government. Go ahead. You, you, you know what? I look at it this way. This woman's not getting elected. Well, you don't know that. Well, you I, do not know that. Okay, I'm looking in my crystal ball, which is what media and pundits do. She's not getting elected. If she is, that will scare the crap out of me okay, that but, there are pe- people out there that believe in but this. But there are a number. Crap. I've gone through them at the beginning of the show. There are at least four NDP candidates running that are, are anti-Israel, pro-BDS, or a number who are anti-9-11 uh, 9/11 truthers. And the reason it's coming out is because... You know, people are starting to do the deep dive into who these people are, whether they're there are a number of anti mining activists. There are a bunch of, you know, very radical kind of environmentalists. So if you're going to vote for them, that's your choice. But you should know what you're voting for. I, I, I don't disagree. But how do you keep track of them all? There's so many of them on, on every side. Doug Ford standing up and criticizing them, considering his past. And he used to stick up for his brother. Doesn't exactly give me a good character reference of him. That's my yeah, no, I, I think that going forward, it's going to be really important for Andrea to clarify what her views are on these people. And I, you know, over the past couple of days, I I don't think she did that. Yeah. Well, look, Doug Ford is roundly criticized every day. And um, his brother was sick and some on the left would feel badly for that. It's just they didn't for Rob Ford. Um, let's talk about Pickering. This is an issue you know an awful lot about. Um, Andrea Horvath will close Pickering which both Kathleen Wynne and Doug Ford say is a big uh, no-no because it'll cost 4,500 jobs. Where are you on this? Well, I have to admit, OPG was a client of mine uh, for a very long time. I've been to every generating station in this province and talked to a lot of people. Number one, OPG is about safety. They are nuts about safety. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter, in actual fact, I made a video about Pickering, Closing it down is a major challenge. You just don't turn this thing off tomorrow and it goes away. The plan for this is 
that it sits there for 30 years. Can you imagine the cost of it sitting there for 30 years? Nobody has shut a reactor down like this. So they need to shut it down now. While but the, the local impact of 4,500 jobs, that's huge for a place. They're like not all right going now. away. That's political caca, is the fact that it takes a lot of people to decommission a nuclear plant. And I think they should shut it down because you've got the expertise there who know that plant who can shut it down safely. We've got another couple of years. 2024 is is a couple of years away. And I think that 4,500 jobs is well worth keeping a plant open for that period of time. I, I don't understand why, you know, 2024 is however it's many the most years away. Ex- it's the most expensive generating station to run. It's one of the worst in the world of its type. It's costing a fortune. It costs us more to generate electricity. And the other side of it is we don't need it. So close it down. All right. 828 on this Tuesday. We will continue counterpoint after this quick break. And a white woman invited on stage to sing a song that uses the N-word, sings it, and now she's enemy number one. We'll talk about that coming up next here. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 8.33 on this lousy Tuesday, but it is a Tuesday of a short week, so it makes it a good Tuesday. We do gardening tips now? And we do gardening tips. Come on. Yeah, my gardening tips are hopefully it survives, but I love it. Uh, we got Lauren McDonald and Andy Stinton joining us tonight. And a big story in the entertainment world has to do with a white woman being invited on stage to sing a Kendrick Lamar song that uses generous, generously uses the N-word almost every sentence. And here's how that went. Okay, so this is a touchy subject. Um, I'll start with you on this, Lauren. If you were invited on stage, because there are a lot of people saying you're talking out of both of uh, sides of your mouth, uh, Kendrick. Ken- Kendrick, um, if you were invited up on stage with this singer, would you sing the words as you knew them in his songs, or would you edit? So, first of all, I have to say that nobody is going to pay to watch me climb on stage and sing Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Love him, but uh, and no, I don't even I, know who's music. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan, but but to be honest, no, I don't think it's appropriate, and and I have the judgment to be able to understand that in that audience, and and I don't think it at any point in time that's appropriate. Uh, you know, this for him, this is his music, this is his art. But if it's, someone it's, invites you on stage to sing that art, and then you modify it, aren't you then censoring his words? I mean, I don't think this woman could have won on either side. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, you know what I. I I do think you're censoring, but I think you're censoring for an appropriate reason. And so I I don't think there's a point in time where that'd be appropriate. But 
more so than anything, nobody wants to listen to me sing Kendrick Lamar in, on stage. Okay. If, Good to note if you ever come <laughs> over for a party. All right. All right. So this woman is being vilified. I mean, she likely is a huge fan. She thought she was singing the music that she was supposed to. She clearly took a misstep and is now enemy number one. But would it have been different, Andy, if the person pulled out of the crowd was, let's say, an African-American uh, or, or it, someone it ethnic. could have been. I, I was in the record business for years and, and was promotion manager for many artists. And they all have this idea. They have these great ideas, okay? First, they start reading their own press releases, which is usually death. And then they think, let's do a publicity stunt. Right, which is what this is being called. And, it, which it is, I at think. At her expense. And <laughs> hopefully, as the promotion director, you can go, no, don't do that. But once they walk there out there on stage... It's a completely different animal. And he probably thought this was cool. And I mean, so somebody's singing along with the lyrics. But that's how you know the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, if she Which hadn't the sung the lyrics. Compliment. Well, look, I'm, I, I don't like the word. I would never use the word. I don't like it when others use the word. And frankly, I don't like it when it's used in music. However, if that's the music that you listen to and you're invited on stage to sing it, I, I guess if they can do it, can't you? I'm uh, if, asking. If you're white, I guess not. But I think this is publicity stunt. And let's look in all reality. We're sitting here talking about it. That Twitter video got a gazillion views. So I guess it worked. Well, not for her. Well, can you imagine what she, her life is like right now? Oh, she's, she's I don't think she'll d- climb on stage anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> no, but you got to remember the, the, the repercussions. He's a massive, massive sing- performer. And she's now known as a racist. Or she will be painted so. I think she's going to think twice before she does a, a publicity thing like that again. But at the same time, you know, she got pulled into it unknowingly and should have used her judgment. Unfortunately, she didn't. And and I understand being in being in her position. It must have, you know, you're you're getting into it. You're at a concert. You're excited. You love the music. You love the art. But it is his art form. And, and if he and if the people in the audience are appreciating it, uh, it's you know, it is what it is. I don't think her life is ruined. I don't think. I think she'll I, be okay. I don't think people are coming round to her house to know. say the end word. Well, no, but if she applies for a job, she'll always be known as the girl who said that word. Look, it follows you. Yeah, but I mean, the people that are offering jobs probably aren't going to follow that music anyway. I don't know. I don't. Know. I think she. I, I think she was damned if she did, damned if she. Yeah, didn't. she had. She no, couldn't win, and she had no idea. And if it was a publicity stunt, he's a jerk. Uh, I believe her. that's closer to the point. Well, yeah, that he used her to get kind of... Oh, notes. you sang my words, you're not cool. You know, you uh, you censor them. Yeah, okay, how about censoring the F word in there too? Was she what? The F word's not near... It's no, not, I um, agree, the, but then what does she censor? That word is a completely different yes, level. Yes, I agree. You know? All right, let's talk about Taylor Swift, who would never use that language, uh, even if she brought you up on stage, but she... She seems to be able to do what the Ontario Liberals have not been able to do, which is to stop scalpers. She, um, let's say, the Ontario Liberals have uh, new rules coming out July 1st. So they're putting this price cap on resale of tickets. Taylor Swift is pricing scalpers right out of the market by raising her ticket prices near to the demand price, meaning scalpers can make little profit. But really, Andy. <laughs> I guess I was in the record business. Who's coming out on top here? She's coming out on of top. You, can't, you cannot. I was on tour with a major artist. We used to have. Who? Oh, sorry? Who? Elton John. Ooh. And Ooh. we would tiny have dancer? police men that would go out as part of our stop scalpers, stop the, the illegal merch people. Mm. You can't stop them. This is a very clever way for her to go, oh, look, I'm doing really good. And I'm, I'm <laughs> going to stop $900 scalpers. A ticket. My, you can do my, no wrong. My Taylor Swift impersonation is not good. (laughs) 
but I'm going to put more money in my pocket. Sure. So what will happen? And the other side of this is all the tickets don't go on sale anyway. There's a there's a good percentage of them that are held back for record companies, the ticket agents. Why don't they just sell them themselves? Okay, I don't understand. Cut the middleman out, and when you want to sell tickets, sell them yourself as an but, artist. And, no? and you, so you can go line up at the box office, just like you used to do, the Alex. Nine, the, well, yes, and I loved it, and you would send your friends down to take shifts. And by the way, the Nine Inch Nails are doing it that way when they come through town. you got to do it the old-fashioned way. Now, you're too, too young, Lauren. You would not know what we did back <laughs> in the day to see The Who, Pink Floyd, and Kiss, but we would lay out on that sidewalk, baby, in those uh, sleeping bags, and you would get those... Who did you lay out No, for? but I have seen The Who, so, so I will people. say that. But I... Uh, so I'm, I'm actually... have seen The Who, but I am Conf- a huge Taylor Confess <laughs> about the Taylor Swift <laughs> Okay, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll confess on, on Taylor Swift. On. I'm a huge fan. So, um, But I am going to the concert, and I actually found it really... The way that she had partnered, I, I guess it was a partnership with Ticketmaster, and so you had to, in order to get tickets in the in the amount of time that you wanted to get them, they gave you a code, and then you had to go from six to eight and buy your tickets, mm. and you had to type in the code, and I, I'm not going to say that I was anxiously staying late at work so that I could not miss the internet time period that I could buy <laughs> yeah. my tickets, but I, I did. Of course you didn't. Of course I did. And, and you're still uh, not going to tell us how much you paid, are you? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you, okay, do you feel like you got ripped off? You know what? I, I I do feel that they are ridiculously expensive. I obviously uh, paid paid the price for them, but I had they been resold to me, um, and this happens to me all the time. So Ticketmaster things go on sale. Yeah. I go to buy them. Three seconds later, I'm, I'm on the website and everything is sold out, which blows my mind. But on top of that, I, I think the more important thing here to remember is that I don't think this legislation is actually going to fix any of this. Of course not. That's why we got Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, Taylor. Taylor. If she really girl. wanted to fix it, what she could do is she could drop the price yeah. of her tickets by 75%, which means even when the other people added value, they'd be a lot cheaper. Because mm. a lot of concerts are paid for by sponsors anyway. Sure, of course they are. You know, there's there's a lot of that goes on. So why don't she just have the price of her tickets? And then the, the scalpels will add a price on it. It'll be cheaper. Yeah. You don't think that plan's not going to fly? I don't think so. No? Inevitably, I think the consumer's still going to get ripped off. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, she's not the first to try to, to stop this. You know, you had Metallica, you had Pearl mm-hmm. Jam. They all tried to stop this and no one has been able to remedy it. So Hookers I say and scalpers will go never back get rid to the sidewalk way because that's the only way it was fair. Remember? I need to wait in line. It, well, but the bottom line is it's how you did it in the good old days. Yeah, and, a better chance. And and it meant that the people would show. And they've got these other things. They're saying you can. Ed Sheeran is you can only buy four tickets at a yeah. time, but then you have to show up with your ID proving that you bought them. But yeah. that's uh, <laughs> come on. All right, guys, I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you, Andy Stinton. You're welcome. Thank you, Miss Lauren. Appreciate it. We'll do this again. Here on point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.